The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Monday morning to you, April 3rd, 7 a.m. It's David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you for being with us on this very first week of April and Holy Week. And Holy Week. You know that? what they say about April, in like a lion, out like a lamb. <laughs> I thought that was March. Yeah, well, it didn't live up to its expectations, so it got pushed to to April. I guess so. Yes, when I drove in this morning, it was spitting snowflakes. I thought, hey, isn't that wonderful? I didn't see any coming in yeah. this morning, so it must have just taken that little bit of shift of time. In fact, on my on my phone app for weather, it says between 7 hour, o'clock hour and 8 o'clock hour, we could be seeing a little bit of snowflakes falling. We're above freezing, yeah. so nothing's going to stick. It's just going to come down as snowflakes and then melt away. Well, that's nice. That means it's it's still very cold it outside is cold this outside. morning. Yeah, it's 37. So <laughs> I, I was kind of wondering, when when am I going to get up one of these mornings when it's actually still not in the 30s? I mean, it seems like it's been that way for a long time. So we'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. We'll, of we'll, course. We'll work, we'll work our Maybe by the end of the week, actually, it'll, it'll warm up a little bit. But next few days is going to be kind of wintry again. But that's okay. We can live with it. Okay. Of well, yeah. of course we can. Yeah. It's Holy Week. It's Holy Week. That's we have right. gotten through a Lenten season, and uh, the celebration of Easter is is drawing near. Oh, so, so close. Let's just step through this week beautifully and spiritually. Did you get yourself some uh, free gifts at church I this did. weekend? I did. Too. I did. I got two, and just as I said uh, on Sunday kids do not be playing <laughs> and sure enough with your palms and sure enough I'm sitting there listening to Father Nathy speak so beautifully and my daughter had her palms it was towards the end of mass had palms in her hand and her just so carefully reached over and tickled the end of my nose <laughs> she thought it was hysterical that's great give me that Sorry, had to, I had to take her nah, palm away from her. Now nah, you don't get your palm until after after church <laughs> is over. So anyway, did you have a nice Palm Sunday? It was a beautiful day. Nice, absolutely. Got to to be there. The family. We were all up early. Uh, got to sit together in mass. Went home. Had a big breakfast and just had a just a great day. Nice. You know, just kind of and started it off the right way. So it was a kind of rainy though in Vancouver. So yeah. we didn't do that procession. They did on Friday, uh, Saturday evening at the vigil. They had the procession where everybody was lined up outside of Mass and entered in together. But uh, yeah, it was kind of rainy yesterday, so we just met inside. I We were out on Saturday at uh, Garden Palooza. Down, <gasps> yeah, it was fun. Down in the, uh, just a little bit south of Mount Angel, kind of Jervis area there, Bauman Farms. Amazing event. I mean, just tons of gardeners and then you had different nurseries from around the Willamette Valley mm-hmm. there. It's been just a long going event. A lot of people know what I'm talking about. It hailed. There Did was it a really? there was a hailstorm <laughs> that came through and I'm not kidding you. We were under a uh, went into a kind of a barn area that had a metal wo- metal roof. I mm-hmm. thought that thing was just going to blow over. It was just coming down 
so hard. And then it thundered and lightning. Wow. And then it blew over and the sun came out. And there was. And it was. It was Often beautiful. how that thing is. They say there's a possibility we could see that again today. Yeah. You know what else happened on on Sunday during Mass? I had to, uh, wanted to let you know because I had been talking about... Donna Corey Gibson. She was doing a concert at oh, yeah. Holy Redeemer yesterday right. at three o'clock. So we're sitting in mass and we have a beautiful morning choir that, that sings. And then right after communion, I'm praying and they pray a post-communion song. And this woman's voice starts to echo through church. Yeah. And everybody just went, wow, what, who was that? I've, where's this choir person yeah. been? And I look over and it's Donna Corey no Gibson. Kidding. She was there for the morning masses and she sang and oh, just inspirational. Absolutely beautiful. That's awesome. I didn't go back for the concert and I went over and talked to her for a little bit, but many people were just blown away. So I hope that it was beautifully successful because boy, she sure made communion. Oh, all that much more holy. She made a cameo appearance. Oh, it was that's fabulous. Great. Well, good. That's wonderful. That's that's great you're hearing it. Well, well, we'll get her going this morning. What do you have coming up? All right. Well, David, a bill in Washington State has going through the, the different houses. It initially was about priests being required to be um, mandatory uh, reporters of abuse cases. Well, now the seal of confession exemption has been removed. Uh. Bishop Thomas Daly of Spokane said priests rather go to jail than to um, live up to this law. So I got this story for you coming up. All right. Very good. And uh, this is a big day for COVID mask wearing <gasps> or not mask wearing, I should say. So okay. We'll have the details for you. All right. We got a great show ahead for you on this first day of April. Here is Teresa Peterson with Freely Fully. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Before you now, I come before you now, freely. Crying now, Lord, my heart is crying out. Free me, free me. How I long to hear 
That is Teresa Peterson, Freely Fully. It's 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's David and Brenda with you on this first week of April as we begin Holy Week. So big event coming up, Chesterton Academy, right? That's right. Yeah. And they have a wonderful special guest, Dale Alquist. All right. You're going to hear from Dale right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and Parish, in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, inspire my will with courage, enrich my life with service, pardon what I have been, sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be, and thine shall be the glory, and mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. Only a few days remain before Mater Dei Radio's 2023 Spring share Seek the Truth. And we need your help to make this a successful event. Join us as we lead more searching souls into the way, the truth, and the life of Jesus Christ on April 17th through 21st. To prepare for this week of joyful celebration, please prayerfully consider making a gift to help us build a strong matching fund. Your support now will have a sizable impact on the success of Mater Dei Radio's 2023 Spring share by providing a sound incentive for other listeners to match your financial generosity. To learn more and make your matching gift now, go to materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And join us as we seek the truth during our 2023 Spring share coming April 17th through 21st to Mater Dei Radio the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 713, Mater Dei Radio. Well, look what I see right now outside. <laughs> There's snow coming it's down. snowing. Goodness. Well, that's what you're going to see today. 70% chance of rain or snow, depending on where you're at. Higher elevations, high of 51. I did see on my news feed there were a few schools in the outline areas running on a two-hour delay or on snow routes. So, again, check with your school district. Uh, Showers overnight tonight, again, of rain or snow, low of 36. And then 
a repeat tomorrow. Kind of exactly the same sort of forecast with this the high This is amazing. 50. Yeah, it sure is. Yep, come on down, snow. Well, currently, though, fortunately, it's not sticking. It is 38 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 37 degrees at St. Peter's Church in Portland. Well, G.K. Chesterton said it perfectly when he said education is simply the soul of society as it passes from one generation to the next. Well, it is the passing of our Catholic faith and traditional curriculum that happens at the newest Catholic high school in Portland. The Chesterton Academy of Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati opened last fall on the grounds of Holy Rosary Church in Portland, and they are ready to celebrate God's blessing, ready to invite the whole community to hear the wonderful Dale Alquist, president of the Society of G.K. Chesterton, as he joins them for a very special gala event. Dale, thank you so much for joining us on the Morning Blend today. Thank you for inviting me, Brent. I'm looking forward to being in Portland very soon. Oh, and I know that those who are organizing this event and the young people that are at Chesterton Academy are ready to welcome you, along with the community, to just celebrate the opening of this school. Well, let's talk about Chesterton himself. You know, he had a lot of thoughts about a lot of things, that's for sure. Our education... And our faith, they were hand in hand. What did Chesterton have to say about classical education and the passing of, as he said, the soul of the society? Well, he was quite the critic of our modern education system, which I think everyone who's breathing right now understands is in a big mess. And, uh, and Chesterton really saw it coming 100 years ago, because over 100 years ago, he said, the problem in our schools today is that children are facing educational philosophies that are younger than they are. (laughs) And so we we are basically experimenting on our children with new fads and new fashions and new trends, none of which seem to work, which is why they're so quickly replaced. The thing that works is a classical education, something that was in place for centuries. It teaches children how to think, how to use their reason, how to combine their reason with faith, how to study the age-old lessons that are as true today as they were literally centuries ago. Well, Dale, as a parent myself, and I have raised and am still raising four children, my youngest in high school himself, it does feel like as each year goes by, we do dip the scale or dip uh, lower the bar just a little bit to give them this feeling of, well, they've accomplished something, but I think that from what I've seen and heard from the Chesterton Academy, they set a high bar for their students, but that's because they can reach that. If you set that bar lower, that's all they're going to do. So tell our listeners a little bit about how Chesterton Academy is really designed in that classical way, but also, as you said, is is raise that bar to remind them they've got a mind that they've got to use. Oh, and they enjoy using their mind. One thing we do in a four-year uh, high school curriculum is we teach four years of philosophy. Most high schools don't teach any philosophy whatsoever. Philosophy is essential for learning how to use uh, reasoning and use logic to develop a good argument, but also to recognize a fallacy in an argument, which is what most of the things that uh, we face today are, are logical fallacies. And, uh, and so when, when young students learn how to use reason, 
they become formidable in the classroom, and uh, they are uh, in, just thrilled with giving this, this power to use their reason when they realize that their thoughts can be ordered and they can uh, start to, to put together a logical argument rather than just an emotional one. Uh, it, it's very exciting for them, and they are able to read a text and get more out of it and put more into their written experience, into their uh, um, oral arguments. It's really, we're trying to form complete thinkers. Mm-hmm. And that's a great thrill for students when they realize that they're starting to put it all together. Well, Dale, I believe that was the idea of the parents and educators that gathered to open up this newest Catholic high school in Portland. Dale, there is no doubt, and especially over the last couple of years, we can all recognize the Pacific Northwest can be a difficult place, especially for the religious. In fact, the Pacific Northwest is the most unchurched area in the entire United States. So it seems like maybe it's not exactly ripe ground for a Catholic traditional curriculum high school. And yet perhaps this is also the very best place it needs to happen. What are your thoughts? Yeah, well, on the contrary, I think it's the most fertile ground possible to be planting a school. I think this is where it's going to grow very, uh, very well, because uh, this is a, a place where people are hungry for what we are going to be feeding them and thirsty for what we're, we're going to be giving them to drink. Our our world is desperate for good ideas right now. And Chesterton even prophesied again a hundred years ago that our, our crisis is, yes, it's religious, but it's also um, an, there's an attack on reason going on right now. And by teaching people how to think again, that is going to prepare them to receive the, the gospel that we're going to also be giving them at the same time. Faith and reason go together, and we're going to be uh, presenting both. And I think you, you're going to have great opportunities to do this in the Pacific Northwest. Well, it is a wonderful opportunity to listen to Dale talk more about Chesterton Academy. Of course, do take Chesterton himself. The wonderful Dina Marie Hale will be the MC for the evening. It's coming up on Saturday, April 22nd at Holy Rosary Parish. Well, Dale, as you, uh, we were talking about, too, this is the newest Catholic high school. In fact, they're the 45th high school in this Chesterton Academy. Tell our listeners a little bit about this academy and, and this school, because it's, while a new school here in Portland, well, there's nothing that is brand new for students who have been trained through a Chesterton Academy. Yeah, we started the first Chesterton Academy in Minneapolis, where, where I'm from. I was involved in starting the first one in 2008, and we simply were looking for a good opportunity to educate our own children and uh, give them a, a classical education that was very Catholic, where everything was connected to the Incarnation. We should inform everything else that we teach, whether it's in literature or philosophy or science or art. We put all those things together. It's a really integrated curriculum, and that's the beauty of it. It's completely different from the, the modern curriculum where everything is stuck in its own compartment and it's not, none of it's connected to, to anything else. And uh, the schools started to grow when people found out about what we were doing. They all started coming to us and say, we want to start the same thing that you're doing. And that, has, uh, that started to explode just a few years ago. So we went from one school in 2008 to five schools in 2014, 
And now there are 45 schools uh, in 2023 and a, a probably 15 new ones opening up next year. So we, we could have about 60 schools next year all across the, the United States. It's a grassroots movement of, of revival of classical Catholic education. Oh, it sounds like it's uh, just really God's blessing and thumbprint on it to allow something to multiply in the way that it has. And Dale, we congratulate you on just what from one idea that it the ripple effects across the country. And again, we are starting to feel it right here in the Portland area. We look forward to the event and we are just going to be more than happy to welcome you with Chestertonian Merriman, as it says on the announcement. Chesterton, did he enjoy himself a little merriment from time to time? Well, it's all about Catholic joy. Uh, that's what's missing in most places, and, and we, we bring Catholic joy wherever we go with a, with a Chesterton message, that's for sure. Well, we look forward to the event. Dale, thank you again so much for your time today. We'll see you on the 22nd. God bless you. God bless you, too. And again, that is Dale Alquist. So the To the Heights Gala is on Saturday, April 22nd. It begins at 5 o'clock, happening at Aquinas Hall Ballroom at Holy Rosary Parish. You can find more information on their website. And to make it easy, well, I will put that link on the podcast of this interview. And you're going to find it on materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And it is 7.23 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend on this Monday morning. It's fun to hear Dale live because I always hear his recorded. That's right, the yeah, Chesterton and Minutes. Like, hey, he really does sound like Dale. You do, know, do, so. do, 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 do. Anyway, lots of great <laughs> Lenten resources that we have for you on our website, Lenten and Holy Week resources now. Just looked at the front page of our website, so you can check that out at materdayradio.com or, of course, through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com. A priest friend of mine loves jeeping. It's the spiritual lessons more than the nature in the mud. He told me that when off-roading, you have to head straight for the obstacles. And he loves that. It's counterintuitive. But the only way you get past a big rock is to put your wheel right on it and to ride right over it. If you don't, you're going to bottom out. That's what the spiritual life is like, isn't it? When a problem comes our way, we often want to run around it. But we got to go straight for it to get past it. You got obstacles in a relationship? Go right at it. Talk about it. Obstacles in your spiritual life? Go to confession. Obstacles in your emotional life? Talk about them. Go to counseling if you have to. Running around things or away from things, it only makes you bottom out. And sometimes when you're in a really rough trail, things break. Mistakes are made, but that's okay. It doesn't have to break you. Half the adventure is putting things back together again. It's all true when you're off-roading. It's all true with the spiritual life too. 
This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. Would you like to make your spring cleaning plans a little easier this year? Let Mater Day Radio give you a hand. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you would like to clear out, our vehicle donation program is just the answer. You can donate your vehicle to Mater Day Radio and get a likely tax deduction in return. It's quick and easy, giving you a real jumpstart to your spring cleaning. Learn more about our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. Morning may have broken, but don't fret. David and Brenda can fix it. The Morning Blend, on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. 726 at Mater Day Radio and COVID-19 mask rule changes today. We'll have the details for you in the news. And a new bill in Washington state will require priests to break the seal of confession to divulge information about sexual abuse. Bishop Thomas Daly of Spokane said... Well, priests would rather go to jail. I'll have that story for you coming up in three minutes. Here is Dante Schmidt, Alive in Me. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
Dante Schmidt and Alive in Me. It's 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news, two states are currently considering legislation that amends mandatory reporter laws to force Catholic priests and other religious clergy to divulge information about sexual abuse, even when the priest learned of the abuse while hearing a confession. Now, bills currently under consideration in Washington and Vermont legislatures would make all clergy in the state mandatory reporters of sexual abuse and would remove so-called clergy penitent privilege, which otherwise exempts religious ministers from reporting anything that is heard in confession. Bishop Thomas Daly of the Diocese of Spokane, Washington, told the Washington Examiner in an interview that if the bill were enacted, Priests and bishops in the state of Washington would rather go to jail than comply. Now, for Catholic priests, the seal of confession is non-negotiable, Daly explained, noting that most secular institutions have tended to recognize the importance of the confessional seal and have respected it. So this was big news that broke over the weekend, and many who follow the Archdiocese of Seattle on social media, they put out a report. There is a letter-writing campaign on right now that they have letters that you can just attach your name and send it in, or they ask you to please write your own. Now, this bill was going through earlier. It had the exemption in there for confession. And as it's been making its way through the chambers of the Washington state uh, legislature, that exemption apparently was Mm. removed. And so this is a big, big story this weekend. Well, today's a big day when it comes to COVID-19 mask wearing. Oregon Health Authority is reminding communities that workers, patients, and visitors in healthcare settings statewide will not be required to wear masks starting today, April 3rd. Healthcare settings include, but not limited to, hospitals, outpatient facilities, dental offices, urgent care centers, and more. Now, some healthcare settings may decide they can continue to require masks even after the statewide requirement is lifted, so it's up to them. Now, anyone who wants to continue to wear a mask can also do so, including in public places and in workplaces. OHA continues encouraging people to wear a mask in any setting if they are sick have health conditions that put them at high risk for severe illness from a respiratory virus or lives with someone at high risk or any time wearing a mask just makes them feel more comfortable. On Palm Sunday, Pope Francis said Jesus voluntarily took on the pain and abandonment of his passion and crucifixion so that he could be with us in whatever sorrow or difficulty we might be experiencing. Jesus experienced abandonment in order not to leave us prey to despair, in order to stay at our side forever, the Pope said during Palm Sunday Mass in St. Peter's Square. 
Now, Pope Francis presided over the Palm Sunday Mass just one day after being discharged from Rome's Gemelli Hospital. The Pope was admitted to the hospital there for three days, beginning March 29th, for treatment for a bronchitis infection, the Vatican said. Now, an estimated 60,000 people were at the Papal Mass, according to the Vatican. In his homily, Vatican spoke in a soft voice as he emphasized that whatever situation of abandonment we might find ourselves in, Jesus is at our side. Now, Pope Francis entered St. Peter's Square in the Pope Mobile on Sunday. He was driven to the central obelisk for the blessing of the palms and the proclamation of a reading from the Gospel of St. Matthew and the singing of Psalm 23. I was watching a couple of the network news last night, and uh, both of them had nice uh, footage of the Pope and, oh, and talked yeah. about him. It was very nice, and he, lo- he looked pretty good. He did look yeah. really good. And, you know, there was a real touching moment they, they caught on film. As he was leaving the hospital, there was a couple of there who had just lost their daughter mm. in the same hospital. And Pope Francis, even in his state of, of, of leaving, took the time he needed and prayed with this couple who were just heartbroken and he just stood in sorrow with them. So, uh, we love our Pope. Mm -hmm. Well, the name Erath has been synonymous with Oregon wines for decades. And sadly, the man behind the name Dick Erath has passed away at the age of 87. Erath was one of the pioneers of the Willamette Valley wine industry. He came to Oregon from California in the late 1960s to work for Tektronics, but it wasn't long before he purchased his initial property in the hills above Newburgh and planted his first vines there. Erath later partnered with Calvert Knudsen to start Knudsen Erath Winery in 1975. Their venture was the first commercial winery opened in the Dundee Hills. In 2006, Erath sold his winery and several other vineyards to Washington St. Michelle Wine Estates for an undisclosed amount. The Erath Family Foundation has funded over $2 million advancing science and education programs. So a real legend, a pioneer in the Mm. Oregon wine industry. God rest his soul. Mm -hmm. Well, Clark County residents now must make over $33 per hour or work two minimum wage jobs to afford a two-bedroom apartment. That, according to a 2022 report, out of reach by Washington's Low-Income Housing Coalition. The annual data collection captures and compares median salaries to rental prices in Washington counties. In 2022, the data pool underscored the increasing disparity between affordable housing and income for Washington residents. Grouped in with the Portland-Vancouver-Hillsborough area, Vancouver ranks the third most expensive area in the state behind Seattle and Bremberton-Silverdale. Now, the report uses what's known as a fair market rent value to determine prices. In Washington, a two-bedroom apartment averages $1,629, according to data. But in Clark County, the median rental rate for a two-bedroom unit outpaces the state average at 1735. Now, according to the report, renters should spend about 30% of their gross annual income on rent to balance all cost of living necessities. Hmm. That's a lot. That is. In sports, busy weekend of college basketball that culminates tonight. 
Hey, hey. As UConn faces San Diego State in the NCAA men's title game at NRG Stadium in Houston. Tip-off set for right around 6.20 tonight, televised on CBS. So the Huskies are a seven-point favorite. UConn handled Miami in their Final Four game on Saturday, while the Aztecs hit a shot at the buzzer to beat Florida Atlantic. (laughs) It was amazing, too. Wow. I, I didn't know if the, the player, I can't think of the name of the player for San Diego State who got the shot off. I didn't think he was going to get it off. I mean, time was this like, and he ticking just away. ticking away. And he and he got kind of a sh- medium rage jumper and just and buried it as the time expired. So uh, g- good job for the Aztecs to be in the title game. Women's championship was decided yesterday in Dallas as LSU. They really surprised everyone throughout the tournament and then defeated Iowa 102 to 85 to win the title. It is the team's first championship and fourth for head coach Kim Mulkey, who took over as the Tigers head coach last season. It's only second year there. And, of course, she had a very storied career at Baylor where she won championships too. But uh, Kim Mulkey, is, is, she's fun to watch because she's her outfits are very colorful. That's yeah, right. They always focus. Feathers all yeah. kinds of things. So right. Anyways, I've seen her. She was at the end of the game with a minute, about a minute to go when you knew it was decided at that point. She was on, she was on in tears on the oh. sidelines. So, anyway, fun game. Well, during the final weeks of Lent, the Roman Rite of the Catholic Church recommends that all statues and crucifixes are veiled. And this veiling is designed to heighten our senses and build within us a longing for Easter Sunday. So the good news is that these veils are only temporary and are removed before the glorious feast of Easter. So generally speaking, most parishes will remove the veil prior to the Easter vigil when the sacristans prepare for the special solemnity and adorn the sanctuary with flowers and other decorations. Well, at the same time, there are a few parishes that abide by an older tradition of removing the veils during the singing of the Gloria. That's at the Easter vigil. And there's also the time in the liturgy when bells are rung and altar candles are lit. This is a time of liturgy when the resurrection of Jesus Christ is commemorated and the glory of Easter is on full display. Now, we had a little bit of a discussion in our house this weekend. Our son, who gave up energy drinks for Lent, wanted to know if he could have his energy drinks on Thursday. And we went, no, because hmm. it's still Lent until right. Easter. Okay. Well, technically, the Lenten season ends at the beginning of Holy Thursday Mass. Oh, all right. Because now we enter into the Triduum, which is kind of like this little mini season in the calendar. Uh, But as his mother, knowing the truth, I said, no, (laughs) no energy drinks until Easter Sunday. All right. He's not convinced. Okay. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Oh, well, tonight is that wonderful celebration as we enter into Holy Week. It is the Chrism Mass here in Portland, and it begins at 7 o'clock at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. All are invited to the annual Chrism Mass to be celebrated by Archbishop Samples and his Archdiocesan priest. All this beautiful liturgy, he will consecrate the sacred chrism oil and bless the other two oils. So remember, you can find details on this and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. 
So if this was December, we'd be looking outside all excited. Look at it. Look at, at, at it. the it's, snow. Look at the snow. It's incredibly beautiful up here on Sylvan yeah. Hill, isn't it? It's like we're in a snow globe right yep. now. It's it's really coming down. Not really sticking, but it's it's coming down. So be careful driving. Uh, there is snow in the forecast throughout this morning. Then after our forecast, we're going to hear from Ashley Michike, True North Retirement Advisors. We'll talk banking. That's next. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Father Eric Anderson in a prayer to St. Joseph. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Joseph, you are the chaste and loving spouse of the Virgin Mary, the foster father of Jesus, the protector and provider of the Holy Family and all families. We have complete confidence in your loving care for new life and in your fidelity to the family. We commend our efforts to your prayers and protection. Help us always to defend the gift of human life, that it may grow to the abundance of eternal life promised and bestowed on us by your Son, our brother, Jesus Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matudayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, a place to celebrate life's moments. Ernesto's offers full-service dining, banquet facilities for groups of 15 to 180, catering, takeout, and large order delivery, featuring traditional Italian dishes with Chef Marco's inspired modern entrees and weekly specials. Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, 8544 Southwest Apple Way, on Beaverton Hillsdale Highway, next to Jesuit High School. Do you want to live a truly authentic Catholic life? This is Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and Monday nights at 7.30, Ken Hellenius and I team up for Living Stones. This dynamic weekly show will help you deepen your relationship with Christ and His Church with practical ways that you can grow in faith, participate more fully in the liturgy, and practice charity towards all. Join us for Living Stones, Monday nights at 7.30 on Modern Day E-Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 744 here at Mater Day Radio. A bit of a wild weather weekend. Looks like today is going to keep up that trend. Now expect a mostly cloudy day, about 70% chance of rain. If you are uh, coming up over the hill in Sylvan, getting into the city, yeah, we got snow coming down oh, yeah. right now. But nothing is sticking. Doesn't mean that you can't be a little bit more careful. Now, there is a possibility again through the afternoon to see more unstable weather. May I see a little bit more of that hail that we got yesterday also. High stain in the upper 40s. Overnight cooling to the mid-30s. Then tomorrow more rain with highs again to the upper 40s. Looks like rain is going to be on uh, most days throughout the week. So All let's right. just be ready for it. It's 35 degrees at Marish High School in Eugene. And it is 37 degrees at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception here in Portland.
Well, if you have been following the news lately, you have watched as several banks in the United States have struggled, including Signature Bank that was recently shut down by the FDIC. To give us an insight into what has been happening in the banking industry and how to view your deposits is Ashley Mishikay. She is the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors here in the Portland area and a member of Matraday Radio's Leadership Circle. Good morning, Ashley. How are you this morning? Good morning, David. I'm doing excellent. Well, as I mentioned here, we are looking at the banking industry this morning and obviously some ups and downs over the last several weeks. Uh, We talked about Signature Bank. So really, what happened there? Yeah, well, there were several bank uh, failures or, you know, banks on the verge of failure. Probably most notable was Silicon Valley Bank. And all of this, I think, for a lot of your listeners, myself included, who remember the bank failures in 2008 and the financial crisis and how bad things got, right. it really, you know, spooked a lot of people and renewed fears. I know I was getting calls and emails from clients wanting to know, is my money safe? Um, and so, you know, there's just the the uh, regulators have stepped in to basically guarantee all those deposits. So depositors would not lose their money. And and that's a very controversial move. However, um, it seems so far to have stopped a wider contagion in the banking industry and, and restored some confidence, which is good. Yeah. I was looking kind of trying to look over some of the details. I know there's it does have a lot of details to it. But from what I've read, and maybe you can confirm this as well, it looks like that most of the bigger banks are insured, and so if you have up to, I believe it's $250,000 as an individual in an account that is insured, and then if it's jointly 500000 does that sound right? Exactly, yes. So it's $250,000 per depositor. So again, if, you have a, if you're married and you have a joint account, that doubles to 500000 per insured bank. So you could have, it's not, it's not difficult, even if you have a lot of cash, a million dollars in cash, you could, and you're married, you could split that a, a across two joint accounts in two different banks right. and have full coverage. Mm-hmm. So for the vast, you know, most of us don't have $250,000. We don't have that uh, in excess of that. Or if we're married, we don't have in excess of 500000 most of the time. But the problem with Silicon Valley Bank and Signature and some of these others is that they their um, clients were mostly businesses who are dealing with much larger deposits. So at Silicon Valley Bank, something like 90, 95% of their deposits were uninsured because they were higher than that limit. Mm. And so that's what really sparked the the run on the bank and people taking their deposits out because they got uh, some of these depositors caught wind that Silicon Valley Bank was struggling and they don't want to be caught with, you know, losing their money or taking a haircut on, on their money if the FDIC has to step in because they failed. Right. So that's kind of what sparked that. But I've been telling clients for the last couple of weeks that, you know, if you have $250,000 per depositor per bank, you're fine. I had clients who were going down to the bank and, who taking money out and they didn't need to, and they just got really scared. And, and so I've been telling clients, you know, your money is still much safer at a bank than it is sitting in your safe deposit or in your uh, safe at home. Right. Yes. (laughs) So, um, yeah, that's, that's the number one thing I think that people uh, need to realize is that if you, as long as you're under those full protection limits, 
You don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. The other thing I was reading, too, again, we're speaking with Ashley Mishike. She is the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors here in the greater Portland area. The other thing I was reading, too, was that, you know, you want to do a little bit of due diligence as well to make sure that you are a bank that is insured, because apparently maybe some of the smaller banks are not. Is that correct? Yes. And I would say, you know, most of the banks that people are going to do business with aren't going to fall into that category. But yes, it is important to uh, know the financial institution that you're putting your money with. Because again, if, uh, if you think about how a bank does business, they don't take your money and stick it in a, in a safe and keep it there. They take your money, they keep a small portion of that uh, on hand, and then they loan like 90% of it out to mortgages and businesses and and other people to keep the economy going. So mm-hmm. um, it is very important that the you kind you understand the bank or you're working with a reasonably sized financial institution um, that is is definitely going to have those protections. Right. How about folks? I know many folks have you know four hundred one ks those sorts of investments. So how does that work? As far as is there a difference there compared to money in a bank? Yes, and there's a very important difference. So for the vast majority of people um, who have investment accounts, especially 401k accounts, those assets are always segregated from the financial institution's assets. They're not commingled with the other um, assets. So that's very different. The business model for that is very different um, than the than the bank business model where they're taking your money and then lending it out or investing it. They're not doing that. So though your assets are always separate. And so there's other protections that exist for um, not FDIC, but other protections uh, like CIPIC insurance that exist for investment financial institutions like 401k accounts and things like that. So yes, uh, clients and people who have 401k money uh, accounts held at various financial institutions. Um, you don't have to worry about that money either. Again, as long as you're doing business with a reputable institution, those assets are always going to be segregated. They're always separate. Even if they fail, you're not going to lose your money. Right. And so as as we look at the banking industry today and some of the steps that are being taken, what do you see happening? I mean, maybe you're looking into the crystal ball a little bit. What do you see happening here over the next several months? Yeah, it's it's interesting. The interest rates continuing to go higher is um, definitely hurting these banks because that's what that's what drove Silicon Valley and some of these others uh, into the death spiral is that their investments were going down in value substantially. Like they had $17 billion in losses at the end of last year. Mm -hmm. So well before they collapsed because all of interest rates were going up, all their bond investments that they had were going down in value. So that's a problem I would say across the board for a lot of banks out there, but it doesn't mean that they're, they're troubled in the same way that Silicon Valley or Signature Bank was. My, my biggest concern is that when regulators step in and say, okay, we're going to guarantee all deposits um, and we're going to backstop all of these, it creates a moral hazard, which is basically bank bank uh, employees and management, they see that and they say, oh, the FDIC and Treasury, they'll step in and take care of us and save us if, 
if something happens. Right. So we can take on more risk. It's like the teenager who crashes his car and then mom and dad go buy him a new car five days later. He has no incentive to change his behavior. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, it's definitely going to... Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say maybe for the time being, things have calmed down, but I think it just kicks that can down the road and perpetuates some of these problems that exist. Um, So I do have some concerns about future and and banks taking on more risk in the future because they see that oh the fdic Mm. the regulators they're just going to step in if we if we mess up i see gotcha well definitely have to keep an eye on it she is ashley mishike ceo true north retirement advisors and a member of mater day radio's leadership circle ashley thank you so much for the insight we really appreciate that thank you david well have a wonderful day today all right thanks it is 7.54 here at Mater Day Radio. As we enter into this holy week, it is a time that we really focus our prayers and intentions. And if you need an extra resource, be sure to use our Hail Mary Media app. It is set up right now for this Lenten season and to enter into this holy week full of prayers and inspirations and novenas. We are getting ready to begin the Divine Mercy Sunday novena, so be sure to have the Hail Mary Media app downloaded and ready with notifications that will alert you when it is time to pray. It is absolutely free. No ads at all in that app. It's the Hail Mary Media app, and you can find details at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Broadcasting the fullness of truth. This is Mater Day Radio. KBV in Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield. Translator, K235BF, Eugene. And streaming at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including True North Retirement Advisors, a clear path to financial freedom. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors helps business owners exit their business and retire with financial security. Information on how to get started with the business exit strategy plan and scheduling a no-cost consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for The Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch The Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Grab some coffee and take the morning blend with you anywhere you go. Listen to the podcast at materdayradio.com. 7.57 at Mater Day Radio and an interesting new survey on work vacations. 
We'll have that for you in the news. And Pope Francis is out of the hospital just in time for a very busy week ahead. I got you his full schedule coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. If you feel like you've never had enough time to do all the things you want to do, then join the club. You might also be a little flabbergasted by the life of Blessed Francesco Fadi Bruno, who was, among other things, a renowned mathematician, composer, priest, and philanthropist. Francesco's life began in 1825 in Alessandria, Italy, as the youngest of 12 children. His parents were strong in their faith, affluent, and generous to the needy, which created an environment where he was blessed with a happy childhood. Most of Francesco's education happened at home until he lost his mother at nine years old. Soon after this, he began his formal schooling, eventually entering the Royal Military Academy of Turin in 1840 and settled his sights on a career in the army. When the first Italian War of Independence broke out in 1848, Francesco joined the fight. He found some success and was promoted to captain in 1849, but after a terrible defeat at the hands of the Austrians in which many of Francesco's comrades died and he barely escaped with his own life, he decided the military wasn't for him. From 1850 onward, Francesco settled in a life of learning, studying mathematics in Paris. Over the next few years, he published several papers while earning his graduate license in science. His interest expanded to related subjects, particularly astronomy, and while in Paris, he even invented an apparatus that assisted the blind in writing. By the time he was in his mid-30s, Francesco had published over 20 written works in various subjects and became a lecturer at the University of Turin. Inspired by the works of charity he had seen in Paris, he began his own charitable organizations, including an infirmary for the poor and sick, a boarding house for the elderly and disabled women, and classes for children and poor families who would normally be unable to get a proper education. Francesco continued his studies and his career in the University of Turin. Though his peers thought he was a brilliant man, he saw very few promotions due to the highly secular nature of the Italian independence movement, which created strong discrimination against devout people like himself. Accolades and promotions weren't really a big deal to Francesco though. He was much more concerned with becoming a priest. Even though he had undertaken training and proven himself capable, Francesco was approaching his 50s and his archbishop was against ordaining a man who was growing old. In the end, he had to contact Pope Pius IX directly to overrule the archbishop and finally join the priesthood. Francesco continued and expanded his charitable works until he died unexpectedly from an infection in 1888. He was beatified 100 years later by Pope John Paul II. Sometimes it feels like there's just not enough time in our day. We fill our lives so full of work, family, friends, and hobbies that it can feel impossible to make space for God. But it's important that we establish prayer as our priority because strengthening our faith enriches every other aspect of our lives. Blessed Francesco Fadi Bruno, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saint or for Lenten resources, please download our free Hail Mary media app. Details at matradayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. And in your news, Palm Sunday marked the start of one of the most full and beautiful liturgical periods of the Catholic Church year. It's also one of the busiest liturgical periods at the Vatican, where Pope Francis has been scheduled to preside over nine masses, liturgies, and devotions between April 2nd and Easter Monday on April 10th. 
with Pope Francis having been hospitalized on March 29th for a respiratory infection. It was unclear if he would be well enough to participate in any or some of the liturgies. His schedule began just a day after he was released as Pope Francis entered St. Peter's Square in the Pope Mobile to bless palms for Palm Sunday. Pope Francis is now set to start Holy Thursday with a Chrism Mass in St. Peter's Basilica in the presence of cardinals, bishops, and priests living in Rome. In the evening, the Pope will offer Mass at the Juvenile Detention Center, Casal del Mauro, the same detention center where he offered Holy Thursday Mass in 2013, shortly after his election. Now, continuing the liturgies of the Triduum, Pope Francis is also scheduled to preside over a celebration for the Passion of the Lord on Good Friday in St. Peter's Basilica. On Holy Saturday, Pope Francis is set to preside over Easter Vigil. In the morning of Easter Sunday, Pope Francis will preside over Mass in St. Peter's Square at 10 a.m. on a flower-decked parvise. After Mass, he will give the annual Easter Urbi at Orbi Blessing from the central balcony of St. Peter's Basilica. Then, Pope Francis will mark Easter Monday, also called Monday of the Angels, by praying the Angelus at noon from a window of the Apostolic Alice. That's a busy schedule. That is a very busy schedule. And then there's a little some other smaller prayer services in between all of that. So we'll just pray that uh, he has the strength yeah. and the support he needs to do all of that. That's a long list of things. No, no doubt about it. And Pope Francis amended Candon Law on Monday to give members of Institutes of Consecrated Life more time to appeal a dismissal. The April 3rd motu proprio changed norms in the law of the Latin Church and the Eastern Churches. The Pope said that the current time period stipulated for appealing a dismissal from consecrated life cannot be said to be congruent with the protections of the rights of that person. So Pope Francis changed Canon 700 in the Code of Law to give a person 30 days to lodge an appeal from the date of receiving the notification of the decree of dismissal. It formally gave only 10 days. Well, are you taking all of your vacation days at work? If not, you're not alone. New survey from Pew Research shows only 48% of U.S. workers say they use all their vacation days. Those who don't take all their time off say it's because they don't need it or they worry about falling behind at work. They also say they feel badly about coworkers carrying their load. A few even think vacation time hurts their chances for promotions or could cost them their job. One human resource official says fear is a big factor, stating U.S. employees have been conditioned to believe if you aren't at work, you are lazy or at risk of being replaced. Now, separate research has shown that Europeans, who typically get more vacation days than Americans, feel less guilty about taking their time (laughs) off. So about 80% of all private sector employees in the U.S. get paid vacation, according to the government data. Yeah, the Europeans, they know how to do it. They know how to vacation, don't they? Well, Kirkland Warren has been charged with the murders of ex-girlfriend Michelle Melendez and her seven-year-old daughter, Layla Stewart. Vancouver police announced on Friday. 
Melendez, 27, and Stewart were reported missing in mid-March and had last been seen traveling with Warren on March 12th. Now, two bodies identified as Melendez and Stewart were found in a remote part of Washougal on March 22nd. The Clark County Medical Examiner's Office announced Friday afternoon that it had conducted autopsies and confirmed both deaths to be homicides. The cause of death in each case was a gunshot wound. And according to court documents, investigators believe the bullet casing found in one of Warren's vehicles matched the guns belonging to Warren. Along with that evidence found in Warren's vehicle, investigators also analyzed activity on Warren's cell phone and explained in the probable cause affidavit that GPS put him at the exact spot the bodies were discovered the day after the mother and daughter were seen for the last time. Well, when astronaut Frank Rubio blasted off to the International Space Station on September 21st, 2022, he thought he was in for a six-month mission. Little did Rubio know that when it is all said and done, he could break the record for the longest mission conducted by a U.S. spaceman. Rubio will return to Earth aboard a Russian Soyuz spacecraft no earlier than this September 27th, according to NASA officials, meaning he will have logged a total of at least 371 days in orbit. That over a year, obviously. That tour of duty will beat the previous record, of 355 days set by U.S. astronaut Mark Vandehei in 2022. So Rubio's return trip had been slated for this spring, but the spacecraft that carried Rubio and two of his Russian colleagues sprang a coolant leak in December, deeming the spacecraft unsafe for the return home. They now have to wait for that replacement spacecraft. Yeah, it's a little bit harder getting that replacement part for your rocket ship yeah. when you're, you know, all the way up in orbit around Earth. So, so true, yeah. Wow. Well, residents across a wide swath of the U.S. race Sunday to assess the destruction from fierce storms that spawned possibly dozens of tornadoes from the south and the Midwest into the northeast, killing at least 32 people. President Joe Biden declared broad areas of the country major disaster areas, making federal resources and financial aid available for recovery. Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders in Arkansas, where at least five people were killed, already had declared a state of emergency and activated the National Guard. Now, confirmed or suspected tornadoes in 11 states destroyed homes and businesses, splintered trees, and laid waste to neighborhoods. Now, it could take days to make account of all the tornadoes from recent days. Tennessee officials warned that the same weather conditions from Friday night are expected to return on Tuesday. In Belvedere, Illinois, part of the roof of the Apollo Theater collapsed as about 260 people were there attending a concert. I saw some footage. uh, The guy shot he was in his truck while the tornado was in front of him. And oh, man, scary. It is so, so scary. So just, you know, we'll pick up. But boy, prayer that Tuesday is not the same situation. In sports, well, they were not supposed to win again, but don't tell the Portland Trailblazers that. (laughs) Down a handful of players, including star Damian Lillard, Blazers went into Minnesota yesterday as an 18-point underdog and shocked the Timberwolves 
107 to 105. So that was like I was reading one of the biggest upsets of the year what? in the NBA, the point spread there. So uh, big day for Portland rookie Shaden Sharp. He scored 27 points. Sharp became the only rookie this season to have at least 27 points, six rebounds, and six assists in two different games. Portland still holds on, though, to the fifth-worst record in the NBA, one game behind Orlando. The Blazers and the Magic each have four games remaining in the regular season. Portland is at Memphis tomorrow evening. So, you know, kind of the good and the bad of that is that, yeah, it's great that they win, obviously. Mm -hmm. You want Blazers to win, but at the same time, too, they want to place themselves in a better position to get a first round draft pick so you you know it's you can't make that obvious yeah yeah and you know if you're on a hot streak yeah just have Uh, your have your streak so well it's hard to imagine saint therese of lisieux universal patroness of the mission secondary patroness of france and doctor of the church among other things being a passionate about playing and yet her toys piously preserved at the house of Le Bousson, with Le Bousson, where she lived for 11 years of her life from 1877 until her entry into the Carmelite order in 1898, uh, testify to a happy, really quite ordinary childhood. Now, if you were to go into that house, well, they have preserved beautifully some of the things that St. Therese played with herself. Hmm. Uh, like many girls her age, Therese of Lusso had a beautiful little doll, little porcelain doll that looked so sweet. She had puzzles, a cube puzzle, in fact. This one looks like it had a puzzle on each side of a cube that you put together. You had to turn them and get them into the right order. They said the Martin family also owned many board games, including Mikado, a version of pickup sticks. The hmm. sisters probably all played it together, they said. They also had the basics like a jump rope. There was also a magnetic question and answer game called Jaco the Magician. The player had to place one of the question cards in the center and Jaco the Magician, represented by a parrot, would then move by a clever trick of magnets to point its beak to the right answer. Jaco, pretty smart. Yeah. And then, of course, they have a beautiful little tea set, as many little girls do. So it's just proof that, well, she's very ordinary life. So that means all of us called to be saints, very ordinary ways. Alatea.org article by Anna Ashkova. They've got pictures of all of these things. Oh, wow. It's actually very sweet. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Tuesday at 7 p.m. is the Young Catholic Professionals Virtue Panel on Fortitude. It's happening at the Archdiocese of Portland Pastoral Center. Young adults in their 20s and 30s are invited to this special panel discussion on the virtue of fortitude. Panelists are Miriam Marston, Dr. William Toffler, and Craig Wojnar. This event will include a social reception and drinks and appetizers. Guests are encouraged to wear Elevated business casual, David. Elevated business casual. That's right. That is the dress code for the evening. Am I in that right now? No, okay. I don't think so. Okay. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, Michael Davis of Common Sense Social Justice going to join us next and talk refugee services right after the forecast. 
Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including University of Portland, dedicated to excellence and innovation in the classroom. Ranked as one of the top colleges in the West by U.S. News and World Report, the University of Portland is home to robust undergraduate and graduate programs in its colleges of arts and sciences and its schools of business, education, engineering, and nursing. Learn more at up.edu. Easter is coming. Let Mater Dei Radio walk with you through this Holy Week as we prepare our hearts through the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We'll fill the end of Lent and the Triduum with special programming to help you go deeper into this holy season, including the Easter Vigil Mass from the Vatican. In addition, Mater Dei Radio's dedicated team of prayer warriors will be enthusiastically interceding for your personal intentions during this holy week. Reach out to them now at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737 or submit your particular request to the prayer page at MatraDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Prepare your heart for Easter with deep spiritual reflection and prayer. Make your journey through this Holy Week with Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 814 at Mater Dei Radio. Well, the snow looks like it's let up just a little bit, kind of really tiny little flakes right now falling. Could see that throughout this morning. It's 70% chance and then a 51 degree high today. Showers again overnight, low of 36. And then could see a repeat again tomorrow with uh, showers of rain or snow in the morning and high of 50. Currently, it is 37 degrees at Immaculate Heart of Mary Catholic Church in Kelso, Washington. And 37 degrees at Blanchette High School in Salem. It's time once again to have a common sense discussion on social justice. Michael Davis is the host of the Standalone Podcast that you're going to find at Mater Day Radio. He's joining me today along with his guests to introduce a new series that you are going to hear on his podcast. Michael, thanks so much for joining us today. And thank you so much for the invite. Michael, you're joining us today with your guest. So Hala, she is an immigrant from Iran who works a lot with refugees who are coming to the United States. And so introduce us a little bit into this series and what we're to expect from it. Yeah, so as the underlying theme of the podcast is justice within your neighborhood, you know, a lot of people have refugees, immigrants, and asylum seekers landing in their neighborhood. So we're answering the questions of what did they deal with in their homeland? What are they dealing with as they come here? You know, what do I do? with these new neighbors from this uh, other country and really what is going through their minds what are they really dealing with and you know especially now when you've got the the very traumatized uh individuals and families from afghanistan and ukraine especially in sudan you know what do we do uh because these people have to integrate into our society 
along with having traumatized minds right. to try to even do that. So, Hala, your work involves helping those who are coming to the United States from these many different situations. Before we get to that, though, tell our listeners a little bit about how your story brought you from Iran to the United States and now to the Pacific Northwest. Oh, sure. Um, so uh, my husband was born in the U.S., but raised in Iran. And we started dating. Um, we went to the same um, university. And then for us to be able to continue our relationship, we had to get married. And then he came here and um, a year and six months after I joined him. Um, so I lived in like, we lived in like four different cities, um, states um, in the US. And finally my husband um, had an offer here. And we came here and um, about four years ago. So, Sahela, as part of your work, you are helping those who are coming from really difficult situations and then trying to find just a safe haven a bit here in the United States. Share with our listeners a little bit about some of the uh, difficulties and the adjustments that uh, people who are coming to the United States have to make and maybe some of the misconceptions that we as Americans have in welcoming them. Sure. Um I mean, the majority, and we, we had that conversation in your podcast, you know, majority of them come from trauma. The yeah. trauma could have been, you know, escaping from war or um, escaping from domestic violence, escaping from poverty, anything really. What are some of the, I guess, the misconceptions or some of the difficulties uh, that they run against when just trying to start a life in the United States with the you know, right. We would have an idea. I think many people have an idea of people coming to other countries trying to. Yeah, know, everything is like beautiful. Here. You think <laughs> you think there's money. We always make this joke of, you know, people um, think that there's money and you have to just have um, um, a dustpan and, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure. to, to, you know, collect them. But um, in reality, you have to work, work, work to yes. get there. Um, but um, one of the barriers is language. Um, so they get confronted not only with the cultural differences, but um, a different language. So and how do you navigate your way uh, if you don't? speak the language or if you barely speak the language and for, even for someone like me who's been here for a while there are some conversations that I'm like having a hard time you know participating in because of that disconnect with the culture Michael we always want to be led by our faith first and mm -hmm. foremost what does the church tell us as far as our responsibilities as a church and we know that the church is well, us. So that means mm -hmm. that what is our responsibility in making sure that the needs of immigrants and refugees who are coming to the United States to ensure that their needs are met? Because that is the right of everyone to have those mm -hmm. human rights met. Well, you've got the concept of right to life, which means that immigrants and refugees have the right to life. So uh, they have a right to navigate the, the planet because as Pope Benedict XVI who just passed away recently said that there is one human family and that humans have the right to to mobilize around the common home of planet Earth and 
so what the church would say is solidarity, which means that you join those immigrants and refugees in their journey. So we had talked about in the podcast not being their savior. What the church teaches is you you walk with them and join them in their suffering uh, towards their victory. Uh, and so um, it's a it's a very radical approach to immigrants and refugees it's not a systematic approach of plug them into this program this program but you actually join them Mm. right where they're at oh for sure that's what it means to walk with somebody it's not to look at them and follow their path but it's actually to take those steps with them michael davis is joining us today as we have a common sense discussion on social justice Michael and Sohaila, this is a very interesting topic, and I want to dive into this a little bit more, but I am coming up against my break. Will you stay with me through the break so we can continue in our next half hour? Sure. Absolutely. And it is 821 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. This Monday, April 3rd, two weeks from this Monday. Two weeks exactly from this Monday. You know what we'll be doing. I do know what we'll be doing. Absolutely. It is Mater Day Radio's 2023 Spring share with this year's theme, Seek the Truth. It'll be running from April 17th through the 21st. We have a wonderful lineup of guests who will be joining us all week long. Wonderful volunteers who come in and help answer the phones. Just just a wonderful, inspirational week and an opportunity for you, our wonderful listeners, to support Mater Day Radio and these great Catholic programs that you hear every day. Go to our website, materdayradio.com. Click on Spring share All the details are right there. In fact, it'll give you an opportunity, if you'd like, to give right now. So we really do appreciate it. Please let folks know it's our Spring share April 17th through the 21st. More information as well on the free Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. This Holy Week, let us slow down and focus on our Lord's passion through the eyes of Mary. Our Blessed Mother knew Jesus from His miraculous birth to His sorrowful death. The prophecy of Simeon predicted that Mary's own soul would be pierced with a sword, and how quickly the crowds turned from welcoming Jesus into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday to condemning Him to death. We reflect on the fear Mary must have had hearing the crowds cry out, Crucify Him. Mary sees her son take up his cross and fall three times as she stands distressed, unable to help him. Our Lady watches as the robe she made for him is ripped from his flesh. Mary was the first one to hear Jesus say, I thirst, and now she hears him cry out these words from the cross. Morning, she receives her dead Jesus from the altar of the cross. She buries in death the son she gave birth to. O Mary, renew your motherhood to us now and at the hour of our death. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, 
and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mato Day Radio or anytime on MatoDayRadio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 825 at Mater Day Radio, and one of the Willamette Valley's wine pioneers has passed away. We'll have the story for you in the news. And a new bill in Washington state would require priests to break the seal of confession. Bishop Thomas Daly of Spokane said, well, priests would rather go to jail. I'll have that story for you coming up right after this. It's beautiful Lenten music for you now. It's Mary and Grace with Ave Maristella. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
is Mary and Grace and Ave Maristella. It's 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news, two states are currently considering legislation that amends mandatory reporter laws to force Catholic priests and other religious clergy to divulge information about sexual abuse, even when the priest learned of the abuse while hearing a confession. Bills currently under consideration in Washington state and Vermont legislatures would make all clergy in the state mandatory reporters of sexual abuse and would remove so-called clergy penitent privilege, which otherwise exempts religious ministers from reporting anything that is heard in confession. Bishop Thomas Daly of the Diocese of Spokane, Washington, told the Washington Examiner in an interview that if the bill were enacted, Priests and bishops in the state would rather go to jail than comply. Now, for Catholic priests, the seal of confession is non-negotiable, Daly explained, noting that most secular institutions have tended to recognize the importance of the confessional seal and have respected it. Now, this was a bill that was going through uh, Washington State Legislature first included the exemption for the seal of the confessional, and now a newer version of it that has been introduced removed that exemption. And so there is currently a letter-writing campaign that the bishops of the state have asked people in the archdiocese across Washington State to let their legislatures know Mm. that we will not stand for this. All right. Well, today is a big day when it comes to COVID-19 mask wearing. Oregon Health Authority is reminding communities that workers, patients, and visitors in healthcare settings statewide will not be required to wear masks starting today, April 3rd. Now, healthcare settings include, but are not limited to, hospitals, outpatient facilities, dental offices, urgent care centers, and more. Now, some healthcare settings may decide to continue requiring masks even after the statewide requirement is lifted. So anyone who wants to continue to wear a mask can certainly do so, including in public places and in workspaces. 
OHA continues encouraging people to wear a mask in any setting if they are sick, have health conditions that put them at high risk for severe illness from respiratory viruses, or live with someone at high risk, or any time wearing a mask just makes them feel more comfortable. Okay. And I'm still out and about, and yes. you still see people wearing masks in tight places and things. I would hope that even if you had just your little common cold and snivels, yeah. keep a mask on. Absolutely. Protect other people around you. Well, on Palm Sunday, Pope Francis said Jesus voluntarily took on the pain and abandonment of his passion and crucifixion so that he could be with us in whatever sorrow or difficulty we might be experiencing. Jesus experienced abandonment in order not to leave us prey to despair, in order to stay at our side forever, the the Pope said during Palm Sunday Mass in St. Peter's Square. Pope Francis presided over Mass just one day after being discharged from Rome's Gemelli Hospital. The Pope was admitted to the hospital for three days beginning March 29th for treatment for bronchitis. The infection, the Vatican said, an estimated 60,000 people were at the papal Mass, according to the Vatican. In his homily, Francis spoke in a soft voice as he emphasized that whatever situation of abandonment we find ourselves in, Jesus is at our side. Pope Francis entered St. Peter's Square in the Pope Mobile on Sunday. He was driven to the central obelisk for the blessing of the palms and the proclamation of a reading from the Gospel of St. Matthew and the singing of Psalm 23. David, I talked about our do's and don'ts for Palm Sunday, mm-hmm. and I said, you know, your palms from last year. Uh, to burn them, you know, as you got new right. palms. I believe that if I were to have received palms from Palm Sunday at St. Peter's Square, I wouldn't be burning those uh, next yeah. year. Hold on to those. Well, the name Erath has been synonymous with Oregon wines for decades. And sadly, the man behind the name, Dick Erath, has passed away at the age of 87. Erath is one of the pioneers of the Willamette Valley wine industry. He came to Oregon from California in the late 1960s to work for Tektronics, but it wasn't long before he purchased his initial property in the hills above Newburgh and planted his first vines there. Erath later partnered with Calvert Knudsen to start Knudsen Erath Winery in 1975. Know it well. I mean, that was really one of the I first know ones it too, out. Yeah. Yep. Their venture was the first commercial winery opened in the Dundee Hills. So in 2006, Erath sold his winery and several other vineyards to Washington's St. Michelle Wine Estates for an undisclosed amount. The Erath Family Foundation has funded over $2 million advancing science and education programs. So a wonderful legend there. Well, Clark County residents must make over $33 per hour to work or work two minimum wage jobs to afford a two-bedroom apartment. That is, according to 2022 report, out of reach by Washington's Low-Income Housing Coalition. Now, the annual data collection captures and compares median salaries to rental prices in Washington counties. In 2022, the data pool underscored the increasing disparity between affordable housing and income for Washington residents. Grouped in with the Portland-Vancouver-Hillsboro area, Vancouver ranks the third most expensive area in the state, right behind Seattle and Bremerton-Silverdale. The port uses what's known as fair market rent value to determine prices. 
Now, in Washington, a two-bedroom apartment averages $1,629, according to the data. But in Clark County, the median rental rate for a two-bedroom unit outpaces the state at an average of $1,735. Now, according to the report, renters should spend about 30% of their gross annual income on rent to balance all cost of living necessities. Hmm. How long have you been in Clark County? Uh, let's see. We moved uh, since 2000 when we moved okay. out here. Yeah. Yeah, 2000. So 23 years. All right. And you've seen it. I've seen it, yeah. You've seen and, the growth. Uh, I've seen the growth. I've seen the uh, the growth and the decrease and then the growth again of the values of homes too. Right. Uh, I never thought I'd hear my, you know, ringing in my parents that we paid that for the same Right. Is what we've got now yeah. and, and all of these things. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's quite a disparity. Well, in sports, busy weekend of college basketball that culminates tonight as UConn faces San Diego State in the NCAA men's title game at NRG Stadium in Houston. Tip-off set for right around 6.20, televised on CBS. The Huskies are a seven-point favorite. So, you know, I think everybody's kind of been counting San Diego State out throughout, but yet... They continue to win, so UConn handled Miami in their final four game on Saturday, while the Aztecs, it wasn't a game, what a game this was, they hit a shot at the buzzer, literally wow. at uh. the buzzer, to beat Florida Atlantic. I kind of felt bad for Florida Atlantic, because they too were a bit of a Cinderella story. Exactly. And uh, yeah, it just wasn't meant to be. Women's championship was decided yesterday in Dallas, as LSU surprised everyone throughout the tournament and then defeated Iowa 102 to 85 to win the title. It is the team's first championship and fourth for head coach Kim Mulkey took over as the Tigers head coach just last season after a storied career at Baylor. So Iowa has a player, Caitlin Clark. I don't know if you followed her at no, all. No, I had not. Amazing shooter. Really? I mean, she in the four, final four game, I think she had 41 points. She ended up with 30 in, in the loss yesterday, but just an amazing player to watch. And I think she's back next year, too, so oh, uh, that will be good. Well, during the final weeks of Lent, the Roman Rite of the Catholic Church recommends that all statues and crucifixes are veiled. And this veiling is designed to heighten our senses and build within us a longing for Easter Sunday. Well, the good news is these veils are only temporary and are removed before the glorious feast of Easter. Now, the current Roman Missal explains in the Diocese of the United States the practice of covering crosses and images throughout the church from the fifth Sunday of Lent may be observed. Crosses remain covered until the end of the celebration of the Lord's Passion on Good Friday, but images remain covered until the beginning of the Easter Vigil. So generally speaking, most parishes remove the veils prior to the Easter vigil when sacristans prepare for the special solemnity and adorn the sanctuary with flowers and other decorations. At the same time, there are few parishes that abide by an older tradition of removing the veils during the singing of the Gloria at the Easter Vigil. There's, that is also a time in the liturgy when bells are rung, the altar candles are lit. And it is a time in the liturgy when the resurrection of Jesus Christ is commemorated and the glory of Easter 
is on full display. So the cloths come off during the singing of the Gloria. In some in, cases, yeah, can. I've, I've never seen that. Yeah, yeah. typically they they take everything but the cross. Uh, the cross is uncovered for Good Friday, then everything comes down for Easter vigil. So typically, I've gone to mass where everything was uncovered again. Yeah, but there is an older tradition that huh. says that there will people that will begin to uncover those during the Gloria. Oh, wow. That's I kind of like. That I did. Idea. That's kind of cool. Yeah. That'd be beautiful. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And coming up April 14th to the 16th is a Rachel Vineyards weekend retreat here in Portland. If you are suffering after abortion, experience a Rachel Vineyard healing weekend. The weekend is for women, men, and anyone impacted by abortion, regardless of faith background. Participation at the retreat is strictly confidential and offers a beautiful opportunity to experience God's love, forgiveness, and compassion. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Just head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. And we continue our conversation on refugees, right after the forecast. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is looking for a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner, psychologist, or licensed clinical social worker who is passionate about their mission of respecting the dignity of each person, mind, body, and spirit. If you or someone you know is looking to make a difference, please contact Holy Family Catholic Clinic by sending an email to info at holyfamilyclinic.com. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. It is 843 at Mater Day Radio. Well, the snow showers have finally let up after seeing a lot of them this morning. Got about a 70% chance of rain or snow showers today. High of 51 degrees, 60% of chance, or excuse me, 90% chance of showers overnight tonight. Low of 36. And then for Tuesday, kind of the same as today. Mm -hmm. 80% chance of rain, possibly snow showers or a mix. On Tuesday, high of 50. Well, currently it's 39 degrees at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 36 degrees at St. John the Apostle in Oregon City. I am continuing now with Michael Davis. His podcast is Common Sense on Social Justice. We are talking about this really special program and a guest that he has on his series that he is starting up. So Hala is joining us as well as we talk about some of the work that she and Michael does in order to help support refugees coming to the Pacific Northwest. Michael and Sohela, thank you so much for staying with me through the break. Yes, thank you. Thank you. 
Well, so Hala, let's talk about that. And Michael, you had used the term equal exchange. So the idea yeah. is that, yeah, we, we think that, oh, we need to just provide them their needs, whatever they want in uh, what we're able to provide them. But and then that's as far as it goes. But there is this equal exchange. Not only are we able to help provide and walk with them in their time of need, what they offer and what they give back to us as a society to make us recognize even more so our humanity. Kind of explain to our listeners some of what that give back, some of that exchanges that the people that you work with offer a community. Right, sure. Um, I think we, we, we have to believe that these human beings have agency. And, and so um, they have they they know how to think you know how to you know they it's just a different system uh, for na- for them now so um and they have lots to offer each of them if it is um it, it is a woman who's like taking care of kids at home it's the cooking it's the um sewing it's the lots of you know um colors and, and I mean I'm an artist and I keep thinking about those you know spices smells all of that you know and language is uh, another part of it you know we talked about this that you know language is a window to a new culture and once you work for example if you are volunteering with um, a refugee family you actually have the ability and privilege to be sort of jumping into a new culture mm-hmm. and why not celebrate that why not why not have it be an exchange of you know i'll bring you the um turkey you know <laughs> you bring me the chai yeah. you know <laughs> <laughs> i love that idea and it, it just really kind of brings together about how much more as a society michael we are when we have really maybe more sides of the story we think that our story is complete where we are but you know if you open it up a little bit add just a different facet well how much more whole and how much more beautiful it all becomes now right here in our own community you you talk about these big ideas of social justice but we need to act on it right in our own communities. So what have you maybe talked about within this series of podcasts about what is our response then right here in our community, right here in Portland, Oregon, or Southwest Washington, that is our really responsibility in order to ensure that, well, all of these needs are met and that we are also kind of this equal exchange of, of services in life. Yeah, the one, the first responsibility, which is the responsibility all humans has, and that's to love. And we're talking about brothers and sisters who are deeply traumatized oftentimes. And so we need to give them extra love, extra charity. uh, And we want to give them a very warm welcome. Remember, many of them are here because their homeland kicked them out. In other mm-hmm. words, you're not welcome. Well, here we're saying we're welcome. And oftentimes when I meet with refugee families, I tell them, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad that you exist. You know, so keeping that very warm touch to them. And then the other responsibilities comes to in like, what do you need? How can I help you in that need? Maybe it's language. Maybe it's how to, to use American money, how to shop, all those kinds of things, transportation, housing. But also, as we just talked with that equal exchange, what can I learn from you? What can you teach me? Like I was talking 
to uh, an individual who was an accountant in Afghanistan before the war happened or before the U.S. military withdrawal. And um, uh, what they were telling me is that the accounting practices in Afghanistan are much simpler than they are in the United States, but just as accurate. So it's like, oh, well, a simplified system that's just as accurate. That's something we could learn from Afghans. Oh, absolutely. That's just some of the discussion that you are going to hear. If you go to Michael's standalone podcast, Common Sense on Social Justice. So, Halo, this is such an important topic. And I know that people who are listening want to know, what else can I do? I have the time. I have the ability. I have the desire to to help. Where can they find out more information about your work and how you helped others? Sure. Um, so they can visit us at www.pdxrsg.org. We are Portland Refugee Support Group, and um, they can reach out to any of, of us um, through the website, and we would be happy to help them, you know, um, match them. What we usually do is to match volunteers with a family and uh, walk them through um, via the orientation, etc. So, And I work a lot with the organization uh, from my position in my organization, and uh, there are uh, couples, married couples, and then there's individuals who are volunteers. They'll go and do several houses with the family, help connect them to resources, and they've been walking with them by the time I come along to help with housing. And so these volunteers are very connected to the family. They've done a lot of work, and so uh, it's phenomenal what the volunteers there are doing. Their family. Yeah. Yeah. I like that idea. Their family, and that is exactly what our faith well, calls us to be. Well, what an exciting opportunity for you, yeah. to Michael, to be able to have Sohala with us. And really wonderful to have you join us on The Morning Blend. We really look forward to listening to more on the podcast. Yes. Thank, thank you, you, Brenda. Thank you so much. So again, the name of Michael's podcast is Common Sense on Social Justice. You're going to find it on our webpage at matradayradio.com. To make things a little bit easier for you, I'm going to put the link that Sohala was just talking about so that way you can get right to their webpage. You're going to find the link on the podcast of this interview, matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And it is 8.51 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. You know, listening to that, and, and you think about all of the things that we take for granted. Oh. Going shopping, mm-hmm. using money, transportation, whatever the case may be. But then you think about who's somebody who comes from another country, and, you know, they don't know those things or may not know those things. Exactly. And so how great it is to be able to help like that. So, oh, for sure. Yeah. And definitely... Uh, Michael and Sohela, they are doing a whole series of discussions. So go to our webpage under the standalone podcast and you'll see Common Sense on Social Justice and all of their every week for the next several weeks, a Mm. new one of their conversations will pop up. Wonderful. One of the ways you can support Mater Day Radio is through our vehicle donation program. If you have an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV, you can donate that vehicle to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation. It'll take you to the main page. Really a quick and easy process. couple forms to fill out. You're good to go. And it is a likely tax deduction for you as well. It is Mater Day Radio's Vehicle Donation Program on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. 
Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Greetings and blessings to all of you listening to Mater Day Radio. Join me, Father Gabriel Mosier, and other listeners of Mater Day Radio as we pray the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Are you a young adult in your 20s or 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Jesse Jose, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work in witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to build community, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda, a double shot to start the day on Mater Day Radio. 8.55 at Mater Day Radio. One last look at your forecast today. 70% chance of showers, maybe rain, snow mix, high of 51 degrees. 90% chance of showers overnight tonight, low of 36. And then for Tuesday, kind of a repeat. Maybe a chance of rain or snow in the morning with a high of 50. It is currently 37 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is Matt Marr and a joyful noise. We are the Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Come on, everybody, looking for the way. Come on, everybody. Looking for the way Kingdom is a coming No one is forgotten We're crying out in Jesus' name People come together by 
Joyful noise. It's 8:59 at Mater Day Radio. Hey, that's gonna wrap it up for the morning blend. David and Brenda with you on this Monday, first week of April, Holy Week, big week ahead. Thank you so much for tuning in. Wow. Yeah. How that's about a that? that's a lot for a first week of a month. I don't know if our schedule is busy as Pope Francis, as you said in the newscast earlier. Boy, wow. for a man who's just gotten out of the yeah. hospital, he is not slowing out, down at all. I'm sure his advisors are taking good care of mm-hmm. him, for sure. Well, that is going to wrap it up for us on The Morning Blend. Stay with us all week as we prepare for a beautiful end of Lent. 